A word for today, Lions Down's daily podcast to help you abide in Jesus by seeing to it that his word abides in you. Nothing could matter more. This isn't to replace your personal Bible reading and prayer, but rather encourage and help you in it. In the section of scripture we've been looking at over the last few days, 2 Peter chapter 2, verses 4 to 9, we've been seeing that Peter is addressing the very serious and real and practical issue concerning the pressure to compromise to false teachers. False teachers are so powerful. They are everywhere. They hold or appear to hold almost every position of authority. Everything in our natural, fallen, darkened, unbelieving world backs them up to the hilt. And it is very hard to stand against them. And that's shown by the number of people who don't. And so Peter is encouraging us to stand firm against false teachers. And he's been doing that in these verses by showing us that God knows what is going on. This is seen, firstly, it's proved in the judgment of God, the judgment of his enemies. And uh, that judgment is very terrible. We saw those three examples, the pre-creation example of God's uh, judgment of the angels who rebelled against him. We saw that in the antediluvian pre-flood world, God's total global judgment of the world of that time. And we saw that in the modern world, the post-flood world, in his absolute destruction, his reduction to ashes of Sodom and Gomorrah. And we saw that those, Peter explains, that those judgments point ahead to what is going to happen to the ungodly. The end of verse 6 makes that point. And then we saw uh, that that day of judgment is w- awaiting those whom God is continuing to hold, to keep under punishment, as verse 9 says. And we saw that how false teachers, the condition that they draw themselves into, that their actions um, create, is that of being depraved in mind, having disintegrated Uh, faculties that can no longer recognize truth and access God's word and deprived of the truth as a result, a very terrible judgment of God. And then we saw that the proof of God in standing, uh, in acting and in knowing what's going on was his rescue of the godly from trials. And we saw that exampled in the story of Noah and in the story of Lot. But now I'm going to read the passage just once more and then we're going to consider how we should apply all this. 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 4. For if God did not spare angels when they sinned but cast them into hell and committed them to chains of gloomy darkness to be kept until the judgment, if he did not spare the ancient world but preserved Noah, a herald of righteousness with seven others, when he brought a flood upon the world of the ungodly, If, by turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah to ashes, he condemned them to extinction, making them an example of what is going to happen to the ungodly. And if he rescued righteous Lot, greatly distressed by the sensual conduct of the wicked, for as that righteous man lived among them day after day, he was tormenting his righteous soul over their lawless deeds that he saw and heard. Then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from trials and to keep the unrighteous under punishment until the day of judgment. Now, what we have seen is that God 
knows, and this is proved in his actions, actions that judge and punish even now and actions that rescue his people. And so the first application is that we should understand that fact. We should never think that God is unaware of what's going on. And understanding that fact, we should trust in it absolutely to the very hilt with all our hearts. And secondly, we should realize there is no middle way. It's such a common and corrupting mistake that people make. They think, well, I can keep both sides happy. I can steer a middle course here. I can, in effect, play footsie uh, with the liberals. I can play footsie with the unbelievers. I can cooperate with them in councils. Uh, this is action that is totally against the guidance, indeed the commands, of the Bible in this respect. Now, Jesus commands, leave false teachers alone. And yet many people think they can steer a middle line and of course all they are doing is legitimizing false teachers and corrupting themselves. So the message is don't compromise, don't play the system. Because to do so constitutes nothing less than a cowardly betrayal of God and his most loving and priceless and costly work in the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's deeply unloving to our lost and perishing world. Our world doesn't want to see a clever compromise presented to us. It wants to see the truth. And the truth will contrast with everything around them. We are not to dress up the truth in a way that seems to make it acceptable to the expectations of our world. It is to be presented as the truth. That way the world can see it. And those who are God's, will, who belong to God, will respond to it. And we need to realize, too, that in all these things, God is in action now. God isn't in heaven wringing his hands and saying, oh, this terrible false teaching, what are we going to do about it? That's not the case at all. And tomorrow we'll see exactly what is the case with regard to false teaching. We'll see again how God knows what is going on and how he is effectively active in every way. And that should encourage us to be faithful. Heavenly Father, please would we be faithful to your written word. Father, it is so clear. Please would we not see cause to corrupt and compromise with those who would oppose the truth of that word. Please help us, knowing that you know what is going on, that you are active both in judgment and in salvation in this situation right now. Please would we be faithful to the very end. Please keep your people to the very end. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. A word for today, helping you abide in Jesus by seeing to it that his word abides in you. This podcast was brought to you by Lionsdown at lionsdown.org.